I was reflecting on the one-pointed thing that, uh, so as I experienced it again, this was many years ago, so. Um, yeah, so the details aren't super clear, but the experience of it is still obvious. And it was like, I mean, I just noticed there was something and it was, it was something I felt like I had overlooked for years somehow, maybe my whole life. But all of a sudden I couldn't overlook it, it was just there. And every time I noticed it, it was there. It's not like I had to keep attention on it 100% of the time, it was just, it was just every time I noticed it was there and it was like, oh, that's interesting. And it was sort of not really, like it's not, wasn't in visual sense, it wasn't like I saw something, it wasn't like I heard something specific. It was kind of like not in any of the senses, but it wasn't really, um, wasn't an it wasn't imagination. It was it was sort of more real than all of that. It it was it had a it had a um, I don't know like a salience to it, and felt like every time I looked, it was there. It was whether I was working or walking or meditating, and I guess when I was meditating, it was like more constant because there was no distraction or whatever. But I just couldn't ignore it anymore and. And then it became, it went from being like kind of interesting or like, wow, what, that's interesting. And, and I didn't really, there was nothing that was like trying to figure it out. I knew what it was in a way. Like, well, I knew there was nothing to figure out about it. It was just compelling because it was so, it was intimate. I'll say it that way. It was intimate. And um, um, so I just kept my attention with it. And... The funny thing is I trusted it so much because everything else I had trusted didn't really work out. <laughs> All the other things I had trusted in life didn't really work out, right? They maybe worked out a little bit, but they also always had a downside. Everything we attach to has a upside and a downside, right? It has a, you know, it, it comes and then it goes and, you know, we grasp it and then we lose it. But this wasn't that kind of thing. It just didn't have those qualities of like, um, unreliability perhaps. So there was something I just trusted about it. And then it became rather joyful, like it was the only thing I wanted to pay attention to anymore. Yeah, it had that, it was kind of like that kind of a cascade. And I don't know how long it lasted. It wasn't that long, a few days maybe, maybe longer. It's hard to remember the details of that, but. But it, as Sam asked in the original question, it does, it does not require, very noticeably doesn't require a looking for it. Mm -hmm. It's just a simple noticing. It's already there. It's already here. So maybe the salient aspect of it is that you don't have to figure it out. It's, it's, it's just so obvious that there's, no, there's, no, there's no, no thing to think about. You don't have to go, is it this or that? Is it this color or that color? Is it here or there? Those questions just do not arise about this because it's too simple and obvious, perhaps. When I read the chapters in the Three Pillars of Zen at the time, I was like experiencing that one-pointed approach that I was describing. Um, I remember Yasutani Roshi describing the approach to move very clearly. You know, he's saying, don't separate yourself even 
the width of a piece of paper from it. Don't separate yourself even one hair's breadth from it. Um, or he'd say, it's like a train track. It's just like some train tracks that are just going on into infinity. You just stay right on those tracks. And um, I think at first it was kind of like, how do you do that? It was sort of like, how do I stay that close to something? Um, and it was almost like I exhausted my ability to try to stay close to something, especially when I didn't know what it was. And then I realized like I wasn't apart from it. And that's, the, that's how that one-pointed approach started. And then the commitment to it was more one of sort of curiosity and um, just natural immersion because it was the close, it was, wasn't close, it was there. It was so intimate, maybe more intimate than I had experienced before in life. I thought intimacy was something different than that, I suppose. And so then, then it was very much like that. It was like just a railroad track. Um, staying that close was very easy. It wasn't effortful. It didn't require effort. It didn't require looking. It didn't require pushing. It was just there all the time. And that was new or something else? With me, it, was, um, it wasn't anything I can define, actually. I kind of wrote about it in the book. I can't tell you what it is. It was just, um, yeah, it's unnameable. If I had had a teacher that assigned me a koan called Moo and I had worked with Moo, I probably would have called it that. <laughs> but even Moo is, when there's, when there's no you apart from Moo, then Moo is no longer Moo either. Yeah, it's just immersion. Or you could say something like everything is Moo, something like that, but it's, it's just... Moo standing up and walking, Moo taking a step, Moo sitting down, Moo laying down. Um, but it was for me, it was so fused that there was no label anymore at all called anything. <laughs>